0: Hi and welcome to the Mad Beef Australian Rollerblading Podcast. This is Mikey Lynch. I've just been out having beers and salt and pepper deep fried chicken and chips with mayo and this really dirty, greasy pork belly Um, with a friend of mine, Rick. And I'm about to drive home, but I thought I might record another one just real quick. I guess my plan again is while I'm pumped for it, i'll record a bunch and at least to begin with i recorded a bunch and just whacked them straight up to the podcast so that we'd have a bunch ready to go and it kind of looked ready to go straight away so that's i've done that so this is now going to sit in the wings and i might publish this in a month um uh but today i want to talk about my experience of dropping in on a half pipe um and tell you a little story about this you know um so this is slightly different kind of podcast in some ways but oh no you know there's no consistency so far perhaps all right so for me i um once i got to that point of being into like aggressive inline skating um i'm trying to think what mini ramps i even had access to i mean i first used rollerblades i mean i let to roller skate when i was nine um in adelaide and uh, i learned to ice skate there and uh, you know got on top of all of that when i was quite little but it was i first strapped on blades in melbourne um just high blades with my family from st kilda and we went along the bike path i think all the way up to brighton and back and it just felt great because i knew how to ice skate i knew how to roller skate and and i was just in you know i think that just that first time i was in maybe we even got a magazine At the skate shop at that moment in whatever that was 1991 or 1992 and there were just a couple of photos of like uh, people doing inverts on half pipes and airs and and the rest of it was more recreational skating but I was in and I mean for Christmas my birthday that year I got skates just like Malibu's or something and I was using them using them using them using them Um, and um, I don't know how long I had them for before I I mean, I feel like it was ages I was skating them before I moved along to, I think the next one were the Rocies or I think I might have called them Roaches then, but the Rocies and, I, and I, I bought some, um, they were like black and green. Oh, man, I, they weren't the LAX, because all the Rossi's skates back then were named after airports, right? And so there was like Rome and LAX, and, I, oh, man, I, I posted this on the... Um, uh melbourne og rollerblade page i think it was like berlin or something were the ones i got um um i'm now just typing into my phone to see if i can um find um uh what it was now moscow that's what it was m o w moscow that's what they were and they were the ones that i then tricked up with wrenches to be grind plates and got the kind of skateboard wheels as the anti rocker wheels and and kind of switched across now somewhere in there i started skating ramps and and we lived in hawthorne in melbourne and would would tram uh all the way up glenferry road to malvern road and then tram all the way down Malvern Road uh, to the Paran Skate Park there and Ch- just near Chapel Street uh, in Paran, South Yarra, that kind of area. And that was a monster. I mean, that was a big, what, 10 foot, 12 foot? I, mean, I don't know how big that halfpipe was. It was a monster steel half pipe. And then there was a like a, this concrete bowl, which I think is now a lot more interesting. But back then, I think it was just kind of a bowl. Um, a- and I don't think there was a mini ramp at Paran then. There was just that huge ramp. So I learned to to skate the ramp pumping up from the bottom um and then a little later i mean i associate torquay with like red hot chili peppers Soul to squeeze and uh blondes what's up and uh meatloaf i would do anything for love and i think that's kind of 1993 so Man, I, I think it was later that I skated mini ramps, like the little, they had, used to have a little blue mini ramp in the middle of all the surf shops in Torquay in Victoria. Um, so I think I learned to skate ramps before I learned to drop in a ramp, and then it was much later that I had the opportunity to drop in on a mini ramp, I think. Um, and so I think I learned to s- do a sit in entry off the platform of the Paran ramp sitting down with my feet dangling into the ramp sitting on the coping and then pulling myself up leaning forward and rolling in that way i think that's the first way i learned to enter a, any kind of half pipe vert and ramp or mini i think because because back then there just weren't many skate parks as we know them today you know with with mini ramps and quarter pipes and steps and handrails if you wanted to learn to grind a rail you had to go and find a handrail at a school and just jump and hope it worked. You know, I remember spending ages at this um, handrail just around the corner from my house, uh, this attached to this, like, uniting church, and this other handrail attached to the Hawthorne Football Club football oval, um, just not figuring out how on earth I was going to do it. And it was ages later that I finally found this handrail at Swinburne Secondary School, where it was like, I don't know, six-step, but the far side of the handrail was just, you know it's just like a gap to concrete do you know what i mean so that if you missed the handrail you'd just be doing a gap over the rail and just landing on the flat uh, not that big a drop and i think that was the first time that i kind of jumped and did a tap on the handrail and then you know that kind of thing and then slowly learned that you, you to do a handrail you got to jump and lean forward and commit that's how you got to do it i digress because um and so I think it was the same thing with skate parks and skate ramps. You didn't necessarily have the luxury of a mini ramp. You know, I, I've heard that there was a mini ramp out the back of the skate shop on Chapel Street. Was it called Rebel Skates or something? But uh, other people would go there, but I don't think I ever went there. I wasn't invited to go there. So I learned to skate ramp of any kind, skating that huge, big, monster steel halfpipe, you know, with a whatever it was, you know, a metre of vert in um, Paran, and then occasionally a bit later skating one by the swimming pool in Borland, I think, in some northeastern Melbourne. Um, but I never dropped in on a vert ramp when I skated in my teenage years. I I sat in, as I said, and, and skated uh, a bunch of vert ramps, like the Ballwin one, and the Pran one, and the Nutterwadding Skate Ranch, but I don't think I ever stood up and and then i skated mini ramps and skated heaps of them and you know would get air as much as you can on a mini ramp and do coping tricks um and that kind of stuff but the thought of standing up and dropping in i wanted to do it others nailed it and nailed it quickly and then suddenly the whole world of skating opened up to them in this amazing way and it never opened up to me because it's just it's hard to get the speed, it's hard to get the style and the and the approach to a ramp if you're not just getting that initial out alt- speed from the beginning, you know? And so I never that never really opened up to me ever. And it was probably also skate bearing quality and skate wheel quality, that none of those things were helping me either. But I would stand up and then chicken out. Stand up, chicken out. Spent so much time not dropping in on vert ramps. I I would, as I mentioned, Torquay before. I remember, I'd skate that mini ramp heaps and heaps and heaps. My family would go off and do other things. I'd just be at the mini ramp all day long, and then I'd want to go across, way over, across up the road into this field where they had this vert ramp, and I'd see it and we'd drive past it and I'd dream about it. I don't think I ever went to it, but I, I'd spent the whole summer imagining going there and dropping in. I'd I, I just spent so much time agonizing about it, dreaming about it, thinking about it, for something was wrong with me, because I just couldn't do it. I mean, I was a good skater, in terms of just, a, a, I was all right, you know, but it just, that passed me by, I, I just couldn't make that leap. I mean, I've, I've never done big diving board jumps either. There's something about my fear mechanism that's broken, or, or maybe better, really healthy, and so I just can't do that. I could do jumps, I could do grinds, I could do flips i could do launch ramps i could in many ways i was a pretty solid competent ordinary skater but but that never 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 got that and and so then when i got more and more into street skating and big gaps and and handrails and all that stuff i you know i i just kind of let it go i suppose um and then i on a handrail, snapped my ACL and, and, and major knee injury and, and, and my life was going in a different direction then. So I kind of just left, left it. And so I stopped skating for ages. But then when I strapped skates back on a couple of years ago, um, I don't think I was thinking vert ramps then. I was just kind of enjoying the gliding sensation and I wanted to be able to grind and enjoy that side of it. But I was thinking pretty conservative, but... I don't know. As as I realised that I really did love this and I really was into this, um, I thought, no, no, hang on, I want to start doing some of the things I never did. And so I, I remember, like, I was just out near my house, that this it's an okay simple kind of, you know, um, skate park, and um, and and thinking through, you know, I reckon I could have a go at doing invert because I I could never do that hand plan invert thing. I could do it where you go up and sort of bounce off the coping sideways but you're always you know, your whole body stays underneath the coping Do you know what I mean so you touch the coping and just turn outwards you know out uh, away from the, the the coping and then go back in sort of thing I could do those before but I never really know the invert thing but always admired that I think it's a beautiful trick it looks beautiful on a skate it looks beautiful on inline skates and it's a uh, you know it, it's yeah so um uh, and, and I figured out I could do that I could, suddenly, as an, an older guy coming back into it, I could look at skating objectively, externally, and analyse the motion and go, oh, that's not actually that big a thing. You just, you just, it's just like doing an air, but you just drop your body down, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so that was a real rush to go, wow, I can do this. I mean, I still struggled to do the one hand and a grab on the foot with the, you know, like I, I want to tighten that trick up. That's one of my goals for this year, but but still, you know, like I can do that. Um, and so then I thought, well, I'd love to actually also nail this whole vert ramp thing that I could never nail. Um, I'd love to be able to get real air. <laughs> Dare to air. Um, but of course, the problem was at, at that kind of stage when I was beginning to think that Hobart didn't have any vert ramps um happily enough though very soon after that they planned announced and built um a big new skate park in rosny uh with a bowl about 10 or 11 foot deep at the deep end um uh that goes you know has about a meter of vert i suppose a bit less maybe um uh at, and so i had to cross that boundary you know it had to be something I conquered. It had become this thing, this giant to slay, this white whale to harpoon, you know, this demon to face. Um, and, and so I, um, I thought, I can do this. I can do this. There's, everyone does. It. I mean, I was 14 and 14-year-olds 14 were doing this. Younger people were doing it. So many people did it. It's stupid. i got to do it. And so I remember first going there with my kids after it opened and and being, you know, pumping myself up to go, I can do this. And then seeing that bowl for the first time and seeing just how deep it was in the flesh and just how wall-like the vert wall looked. Because remember, I hadn't seen a vert ramp in years you know in the flesh and so to see it see the see what three meters deep looks like when you stand above it and see what like a a vertical wall looks like when you're standing at the edge of it and just going oh man maybe i can't maybe 36 years old back from the dead coming to this point I'm going to relive that whole experience of dreaming of doing it and wanting to do it and standing on the edge and piking and checking out and going home eventually, having not done it. Maybe that's going to happen all over again. That it was it was, it was, quite a thought. Uh, so, I, you know, I Googled a bunch of things. You know, how do you do it? How do you think about it? Um, you know, th- thank God for this great gift that the web is to us. Um, and... Um, and, you know, there's a lot more about skateboarding online than there is about rollerblading. And so I found a bunch of stuff from skateboarders trying to do it. And the, the thing that helped me in the end, I got the physics. I got the motion. Uh, you know, what had to happen. I knew all that. But what really, in the end, opened it up for me, I think, was some Reddit thread or something, I don't know, where a guy was just saying, you've really got to do it. You know, and you've got to do it soon in a visit to a ramp or else give up for that day and come back you've just there's this point where you've just got to do it and you just just got to happen um, because your brain I, I don't know how much it was this guy was saying it how much this is now I've embellished the theory but everything in your brain everything in your body and your bones and your heart at least for me is saying this will not work I know how bodies work I know how height works I know how if I go into that wall of vertical, into this pit three meters deep, I will smash my face to bits. It's obvious that that you know every that's just instinctually, pre-rationally, you just know that. And so thinking about it, and walking up to it and looking in and then rolling back and then coming back, that that's just none of that's going to help you because that's all this reasoning on top of this just this pre-cognitive pre-rational certainty and so you just got to do it and for some reason that really helped me and so it was like on the way to work i drove the wrong way 15 minutes 10 minutes out of my way to go over this thing early in the morning strapped on a helmet strapped on my pads strapped strapped on my skates I just went I am scared I am frightened and I must do this and so I went up to the edge and this is like a bowl so the transition at least at this one it's tighter I think than a, than a half pipe is um, tighter transition with this kind of tiled coping ledge that seems to jut out over the end and I went up to the end you know and because the tiles you know have little cracks so I didn't want to roll onto them for fear that my little you know, 58 millimeter wheels would get caught in the, the seam of the tile and I'd pitch over. So I was really t- clunking, tiptoeing, you know, closer and closer to the edge and I'd stuck that first left foot over with the anti rockers, you know, on the H block on the, on the coping and just went, i got to do this. And I just went for it and I leant in and I went for it and it worked and I did it, man. And whew. <laughs> wow. You know, um, it was, it's a great thing, you know, that, I mean, there are greater things in my life, you know, uh, coming to, to faith in Jesus as a Christian, getting married, making love, uh, having a child, um, so many experiences that are, to the far more beautiful and profound experiences, um, you know, um. Seeing New York City, seeing the Eiffel Tower. So many experiences that are deeper and far more profound. But, but yet, for the small little... Co- catching a squid for the first time. Um, but for the smallness of this little pocket of my life, that's still a love. It's a little love, but it's still a love. And for this area of that thing I loved that I could never conquer, to come back as a man and face this demon of my adolescence it's like a stephen king novel to come back to the the haunting and to slay that monster um and to feel this experience that i wanted and dreamt of and and to have it and to then have all that within my reach and then for that to then become normal is just i was a really cool thing you know um And so now that's okay. Now I can do that. Now I'm comfortable with that. And now I'm working with the time I've got and within the conservative, careful way in which I'm learning things these days. I'm working now to get on top of coping tricks and and, and to start getting a decent amount of air out the top of that bowl. (coughs) And how awesome is that? So I don't know if anyone else can relate to that kind of experience. You know, it's a lot of you, this is just not an issue for you, and you just nailed this when you were fourteen. Uh, you know, for, uh, but maybe for some of you can relate, and for you as well, it's this big thing. You know, or I don't know, maybe for some of you, this is a thing you never nail and still haven't nailed, uh, and I don't know, maybe my story can be open open this up to you to be something you can tackle well there you go um i'm going to start the car and go home and hang out with my wife and go to bed catch you guys soon bye